Hey, this is James Robertson with Workspace Commercial Real Estate, and today is going to be our first listing episode to talk about um, our clients that are listing properties and need help, or if you're just trying to get property and want to understand how this works and you need a resource, um, this is a resource for you. So today, we're going to talk specifically about how to set the right assumptions for your property, especially in tough markets. Now, one of our major markets is Houston, and uh, we do deals throughout Texas, but Houston is a major market. Uh, it, it really almost feels like five different markets in one city. It's just so large. And so when you have markets this big, you have markets that are very strong, that have great leasing velocity, and then you have markets that are much, much slower. We have one particular client in a slower market here, uh, Northwest Houston, close to Greens Point. And it's really interesting because um, these investors have an approach where, of course, they're gonna be aggressive. You should be, um, we are, so it's a great match there. There are expectations that are set from the beginning. And when you are leasing a property less than a year, you're really trying to get a feel for what the leasing velocity is gonna be. In other words, how many deals do you think you can get done a week? How many deals do you think you can get done a month, etc. So there were some things that we were hitting in this project that were going well. As far as smaller deals, we're getting a lot of those. And then there's some things that we were slower on, which was getting the larger deals here. So our clients were, were puzzled. Um, they expected uh, bigger deals faster. And our challenge was explaining and being believed, actually, that we're on track to getting some of these larger tenants, it just takes time. So I wanna explain our challenge that we had to convey to the landlord, cause you may be in this position, and I want you to know how to be able to check or verify for yourself if you think you're on track. So let me finish the story and then tell you what I would do as an owner. So my client made clear, hey look, we wanna make sure that our leasing velocity is where it needs to be. So. How are we doing on the listing systems? Is it listed properly? Are we uh, doing a premium listing on CoStar LoopNet to make sure we have great exposure? Is there any uh, errors or lack of showing inventory that may cause us not to get as much traffic? All these are great questions. My first mistake as a broker was trying to uh, do the trust me approach. Look, I've been doing this 10 years. I know what I'm doing. Um, we're on track, you know, I'm trying to get them to rely on, on my experience. Well, my mistake was I'm not, I, I didn't justify it with the market. And so I think when I led them down the road of, hey, we're doing great, you know, we've been doing this for about three months. So getting about three to four big deals in the pipeline, it's good. Instead of me articulating that, what happened is that I focused too much on that experience. And because of that, we started going down this road where um, we had to start justifying our actions and having the client go back and check everything that was going on, which was taking time away from selling and getting deals done. That's a real tough place to be because if, if you're losing trust because you're not articulating what you're doing, then you're not working together anymore. Now you're just um, fighting each other and no one's making money that way. So one thing we have to do to kind of reverse it, and we're still in the process of doing that, is talking about the market. This particular market was Greens Point, and the first thing we should have said was, the market has 
a third of the properties at close to zero vacancy. Another third of the properties is about half full. And then another third is probably 70% or higher. That's the first point. Second point should have been that the Greens Point market has um, a negative absorption, which is a fancy term we like to use to say more people moved out than moved in. So we shouldn't be expecting lots of big move-ins if most of the market is moving out or not moving anywhere, right? So articulating those things from a broker perspective is, is critical. Um, sometimes we, you know, I said this before, it was a mistake, but sometimes we say, look, trust me and, and lean on the relationship versus pointing out these numbers. So if we had started with that and pointed to the, the, the metrics that we should be doing and then reinforcing the market numbers that we said to get the gig in the first place, because we knew that these guys would be pretty aggressive. And my response was, we're gonna get about one to two deals a week because that's what I've done in this market. And uh, to get more than that is great. We're gonna always try to do it, but this is what we should expect. And I talked about this in another post when we deal with anchoring. I think that my clients heard that number and thought, well, you know, if they're doing one or two, I wanna do better. I think we can do better, but it's not based on the market. Their assumptions just based on numbers that I'm saying, and maybe, short-term experiences they have, but that doesn't equate to real market data. My information was taken over a decade of doing deals in this market. And if they don't have that level of experience, some landlords do, so don't get me wrong. If they have that experience, then you should use that gauge. But if you're new to a market, you wanna anchor your opinions based on data and you want your brokers to give you data to justify everything that you're doing. You know, that's what we want. We want to develop a good baseline. If, let me tell you what happens if you don't. So if, if something goes awry and you don't have a good baseline for what we're talking about, several things happen and they're all bad in my opinion. The first thing is that um, everyone starts overworking and not being efficient. One thing that really frustrates me if we're trying to get deals done, our goals should all be the same, to close deals with great tenants that have good credit that are not going to default. And if you're trying to go in that route, then our focus needs to be on putting the right deals in the pipeline, qualifying those deals properly, and making sure we're taking the right amount of time to get those people through. My experience has taught me that people that rush too much, people that have to have this done tomorrow, those tenants may be here today, gone tomorrow, and you may have a very volatile building if you're full of tenants like that. It's always better to quote unquote, buy once, cry once, where you spend the time to get the right person, but they stay, you know, you know what I'm saying? So that's the first thing is if you're rushing, you're, you're not making all of the right decisions. If you're working too hard, you may not be working smart. And that's another big deal when it comes to deals like this. Another factor is if you're rushing too much, and not taking your time, you may be rushing deals out of your pipeline. Some of the larger deals in slow markets are highly coveted. That means that brokers are blowing up their phones. They're, they're trying to get them everywhere. And so it takes time to get those deals to close. And, and sometimes we spend six months to a year or longer. I have colleagues of mine that have spent three, four years courting one tenant to move. And when you're working a listing and you're in month two or three and you're talking about, hey, where are we? 
And as a broker, we have to do a better job, the best job we can at articulating, here is what you should expect, right? And, and here's the biggest thing, because I'm, I'm, I don't want to go too long in this, in this podcast. One of the biggest mistakes I've seen in working a slower market like this is that everyone thinks that's new to a market, they can come in and they will be the one group of investors or one group that's gonna be different than everyone else. It's almost like if you're in Greenspoint and if everybody else is averaging 50 to 60% by some miracle because you, you maybe you think you're smarter than everyone else, maybe you think you just have this special pizzazz that's different, you're gonna, you're gonna be that one building that's at 90% occupancy when everybody else is lower. I like the thought. And I always like thinking positive, but at the same time, um, I think brokers do their clients a disservice if they wow them up to believe, oh yeah, we'll get this um, at 100% or we'll get this at 95% when the market is telling you no. There's a reason. If the average occupancy is 50 to 60%, there's a reason for that. Not every operator in that market is, is, is sucks. <laughs> not every broker in that market is, is, is incompetent. That's not the case. The market is slow. The locations are not optimal. They're not as good as other places. And to be specific, because we're talking about Greenspoint here, the Greenspoint market logistically is, is a great market. I think where it's located, it just has a really bad reputation and the buildings there have suffered for that. So you have this exodus, exodus of companies that have moved to other markets and they're paying more money. And the landlords that get these properties at great prices, that's why they go there because they can buy buildings on pennies on the dollar. And then they try to turn it around and sort of forget that they bought in Greenspoint. That's not a good strategy. If you're gonna buy there, you have to buy at a price so aggressive that you can make money within the market parameters. If you're not doing that, what are you doing? You know, it's, it's, it's wasting your time. So if you buy right in the first place, and we need to do another podcast on that. If you buy right and you buy based on true metrics in that market and what you should expect, then you and your team can lease up comfortably with the right tenants in that market because those are the guys that last there. I can't tell you how many smaller operators I've seen go in there with big dreams. Um, they're too aggressive in the beginning. They do gimmicks and they rush and get too many of the wrong tenants and then they go under because they, they have too much turn. They can't keep good tenants in there and the bad tenants they go that they allow there push everybody else out, okay? So to sum things up, have the right mindset and when you lease a property in a market, especially a bad market. And if you don't know what that mindset should be, get to know your broker by talking about the market. And if you trust them to do the work, then you have to believe their numbers. Have them justify it. Let them show you the data or have them tell you stories about deals that have been done. Have them verify it some kind of way. But if you trust them enough to work with them, then use the numbers they give you as a baseline. If they're not meeting those numbers, I think you have reason to challenge them and challenge the market. If they are meeting those numbers, you should always ask how we can do better. But if you are trying to manage relationships with your investors or you're trying to manage to purchase maybe other properties in that area, don't get too aggressive over the baseline. I think that's foolish. Um, there's a reason that the market has the numbers where it's at. And I'm not saying the market can't be beat because it can. And we very often do. I don't want to sound fatalistic or pessimistic here, but 
we don't we don't make our uh, what, what, what am I looking for? We don't want to make our assumptions so positive and aggressive that we have to hit it in order to meet expectations. Expectations should be where expectations should be, right? Um, market occupancy, market rental rates, market curb appeal for a property, market set of amenities, things like that. It needs to be where it is. And you wanna perform in those boundaries and maximize that. So if you do that, I think you're gonna do well. If you don't do that, I think you're gonna be frustrated and possibly broke. It just depends, or, or both. Maybe you'll be frustrated then broke. <laughs> I mean, it just depends. It depends on how you do it. But um, brokers and investors that understand, they're already doing this. And, and I'm hoping that newer uh, investors or newer owners can hear this and, and just take a word of caution so that you guys can be successful in what you're doing. So um, I hope this information was helpful to you. If you have some topics you want us to talk about, give us a call. Um, you know, we'd love to get into it. If you want me to go into it in the podcast, I'd love to do that. We want to create more great content. Our number is 832-930-0029. And uh, my email address is jr at workspacerealestate.com. Thanks again for listening. Please give us a thumbs up and a share if you thought this information was good.